You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. All right, Mackie and Judd with Rami. Rami is back tomorrow. On Thursday, we are live from noon until six o'clock. We're bringing all the all the big gun Score North shows to Kieran's Irish Pub just down the street from Target Field. Expanded Touch Em All between noon and two. Score North Live with Matthew Collar and then Mackie and Jeb with Rami between four and six. We know the Twins game is going to be going on, but you know maybe I don't know. You just want to hang out and drink and watch us. But <laughs> if you want well, to watch the Twins game too on TV, on TV, there, yeah, yeah, for sure, watch us as well. Yeah. Now, if you want to go to the game and you don't have tickets yet, we're giving away random tickets. We we gave away random tickets last week, randomly gave away tickets on Touch Em All today, and right now we're going to randomly give away tickets again. So the first person, unless Matthew Collar already asked this question during his show, which miraculously happened last week. We did not. Okay. You didn't give away any tickets? or No, this is the last pair. So Got it. Yeah. Okay, so this is, this is your last chance yep. to ever go to a Twins game right now. 651-646-8255, but you have to answer this question correctly, and I'll give you the answer uh, down the line here, Jonathan. Who holds the Twins pitcher season uh, single-season record for strikeouts per nine innings? So strikeouts per nine innings, uh, starting pitcher. Who has the highest single-season strikeouts per nine innings pitched? And there's the answer, okay? Six five one six four six eight two five five, and uh, just be the first to tell Jonathan the correct answer, and uh, you can go to the Twins game on Thursday. Kluber, Kluber, incorrect. Kluber v. Never played for the Twins. Kluber v. Uh, Barrios on Thursday. So I, I saw this. So it, it's going to go Kluber in Game One, uh, Bauer on Saturday in Game Two, and then Carrasco in Game Three. So Cleveland has basically no one to play besides those guys, but those guys single handedly could beat you. Yeah, they they showed a graphic on MLB Network. Their lineup's today. a mess right now. That's the thing. All the players they've lived lost: Edwin Encarnacion, uh, Michael Brantley, Pat, Josh Donaldson. Pat was saying on, in, on Unchained today, which is going to air at six o'clock, that Ramirez fouled a ball off his foot now, and Lindor's yeah. out. He's not going to play. Yeah. So, yeah, but you know what? You're going to have three pretty good pitchers going against you. Yeah, Ramirez is day-to-day, I want to say. And I know that, and I was sweating it because he's on my fantasy baseball team. This is great. Well, you got to tell the whole story. Okay, so tell the, <laughs> tell what your girlfriend tweeted on Saturday because this was a great tweet to which I responded, I'm a loser, and even I'm not this big a loser. All right, so every single year, I've been, I, I'm in three fantasy sports leagues now. Only three. Because a lot of people are in a hundred of them, right? So rotisserie baseball. This is the only baseball league I'm in, and then I'm in two fantasy football leagues. I'm in a league with all my high school or all my college friends from 12 years ago for football. For football, okay. And I'm in the KSTP, the Five Eyewitness yeah. News TV league. I've been in for about 10 years now. Okay. And this this baseball league that I've been in, I think my first year in the league was my junior or senior year of high school, 
And these guys were all like, it was some friends of mine uh, that lived on the same street as these other guys who played this fantasy baseball league. And they were in their mid to late twenties. And we were like, I think, I think we were all 18. So we were all like legal gambling age, but um, I got into this league when I was 18 years old and it was like the most complicated. They, they try to make the league like real baseball. So there's, Oh yeah. I mean, it's everything. It's not just your standard. You pick up players and you drop players. It's right. like salary cap, salary floor, luxury tax, I, all I, this stuff. Okay, because I did rotisserie baseball from 92 to like 2003, and then I gave up because of that. Yeah. It and, got too much. And the catch is, every year, it's we don't just do an online draft. There's 16 players in the league, and there's 31 players on a roster. So you're like, I drafted I, I drafted via auction Alex Kirilov, for instance, because like you go super deep in this. But you gather all day to do this. Eight hours. Yes, in like a basement or something. Yes, in Ramsey, Minnesota. With just booze and smoke all around you. It used to be smoke. Smoke's outside now, okay. and I don't smoke. But okay. a lot of the other guys, they still uh, rip a heater once in a while during a fantasy draft. Sure. So from my perspective, this is totally normal behavior because I've been doing this for half my life. Mm-hmm. I'm 33 years old. I've been doing this since I was 17 or 18 years old in the same league with largely the same guys. And I go to the Bahoonies. I live I live near downtown Minneapolis. I drive out 35 minutes to Ramsey. I go to a random, like for me, it's not random. But for my loving girlfriend, it's random because yep. she's never really met so, these people. Yep, so let's hear the tweet. So uh, so on Saturday, uh, she, she tweeted. Let me find this real quick here. Um, Once a year, my significant other tells me he's going to be in a random dude's basement in Ramsey all day for a fantasy baseball draft. This is the one day a year I question why we're still together. That day is today, and I said, "Listen, I, I just landed Paul Goldschmidt, Goldschmidt. Okay, you got Goldie, and it. But like reading that, and then thinking from someone else's perspective that doesn't know this side of my life, I can I can see where it looks at at best geeky, at worst somewhat mysterious, and maybe even creepy and weird. Well, it's certainly right? a day that you could be spending with with her, and instead you are electing to go bid on grown men who play a sport. Correct, yes. Like, that's how it looks. But, well, it's, it's how it is. No, I know, but I'm just, <laughs> but I used to do it too, and it was like, oh yeah, no, it's my rotisserie baseball draft. But now taking a step back, I can see how how another adult who doesn't indulge in this would be like, hold on, so you're going to bid yeah. on, a, on other adult males. Yeah, like explaining, it, it, if it was just a draft, that's one thing, but then explaining, no, it's an auction, yeah. and like I spent, I spent ninety six bucks on Paul Goldschmidt. Oh yeah, I just avoid that part altogether. But I think it's one of those rare things that I've just, I know that it's kind of weird. I know that it's, it's a part of my life that I, I love, and I just don't want to have to explain it. I just like it gives me joy. I love doing it. I love playing in the league with these guys. They're all super smart baseball fans. It keeps me on my toes. I can win some money. And I just don't want anyone to ask me questions about it. Like I just want to do this once a year, and I want to have fun with it, and I want to follow but then you my have fantasy to keep team. up too. Yes. So it, it's not as it's it's the time is spent in one day, but you spend the entire year then keeping track of this team, making roster moves, yeah. potentially making trades. Yes. So there and is I'm a, a trade machine. Like I'll trade a hundred times in the season yes. to finesse my roster. But I can see the problem here. So the question is, is, like, what is the nerdiest or weirdest thing that you still do as a sports fan, even though you're a grown ass adult? I think this is that's a great question. question. I think this is a great. Jonathan might have one. That's I was going to say. I think me. Jonathan should go. <laughs> I think Jonathan should go oh, next. Yeah, it <laughs> it's not that weird. Yeah, go it's ahead. Weird. So oh, it's pretty weird. We all know I'm kind of a huge soccer fan, so I keep a spreadsheet and I update it pretty frequently. 
of all of the games on because it's Saturdays, usually soccer, the stuff that I watch is in the mornings, and it goes pretty pretty much through all day. So I keep a spreadsheet of when those games are on, what channel, what league, and, yeah, I update it. Yeah. No! Yep. And where, it tells me what channel they're on, so I can flip to it right away and if where, I want to. And where I will give you credit as as a very nice friend and a complete degenerate geek <laughs> is is when World Junior Hockey came around, mm-hmm. and those games are on different times, blah, blah, blah. And J- Jonathan's like, give me the schedule, and I will do the same thing for you. And he delivers me the schedule. Mm-hmm. With all the TV games, all the start times, it was really well done. And I thought to myself, this is really nice, but it's sort of scary. <laughs> like, scary. this is a sketch. Well, yeah, because it was so well done. It was as if I was going to scout the tournament myself. It doesn't so, take that much time to do. But the, but the rotisserie baseball thing, here, here's, the, here's where that gets sort of weird, too. I, I think because we accept fantasy football as just a norm, and so many people just play it now. Yeah, men, women, it's, dogs, it's cats. It's never weird when you tell someone that you're exactly. oh, I got a fantasy draft tonight. Like, oh, where should we gather? Yeah. And like, I tell people I have a fantasy baseball auction, and they're like, "Well, you're a weirdo that might have dead animals in your trunk." Like, yeah, no, you're what? right. You're right. But I think it's because, and I've seen this too, the fantasy baseball auction or system also does work in a way that, like like the football thing, you're like, I'll take him, I'll take him, and it seems to go fairly fast, I think now, although I quit that a few years back as well. But the baseball thing was just or is still so hardcore. And, I mean, like, we used to have a secondary draft where we would draft. We we had that too. Like 14 (laughs) I'm not kidding you. It's an eight-round dollar draft. 14 rounds of minor leaguers. Wow. This this That's league this league that I joined in 92 goes back so far that there was a guy who took Dan Wilson in his secondary draft when Dan Wilson was playing for the Gophers still. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay, that's no, but John, now, now I appreciate that's weird. Here's how dark I loved it, and cryptic my life is when it comes to fantasy baseball, okay? This league of the top 100 Baseball America prospects, guys who aren't in the major leagues yet, and, and when, many of them will not be in the major leagues this year. Absolutely. Like 30 of them are on rosters in this fantasy league. Yeah. So my team, for instance, I'm going to give you like, this is the list of guys that are that didn't quite make it to a team, but that I was ready to pounce on if I didn't get like Like dudes that you've like, Sixto Sanchez, Mackenzie Gore, Casey Mize, Wander Franco is an 18-year-old rookie league player that I had on my list yeah. Of draftable players. And you guys are saying my soccer spreadsheet schedule is weirder than this? Oh, no. His is weird, too. Phil's is weird, too. No, I'm saying rotisserie baseball is weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I'm indicting you as well. Yeah, yeah. But no, no. I'm what Phil's, mine's weird. What but... Phil's saying is very weird, but I've seen it before, and so I, I, I you know what he's it. talking about. Yeah, gotcha. here's the spreadsheet I put together. Yeah. All the names crossed out in red here. So you're going... Yeah, look at us right now. We are just <laughs> oh shameful. man, do I feel good about myself right now? So when I was a Says kid, the guy who keeps scorecards for baseball. Games. Well, that, that, well, that's that's one uh, thing that Judd could bring to the table here, keep which track is of games. Judd paid thirty dollars for like a customized scorebook and, you know and has customized? maybe used it eight times. I'm, I'm going to break it out this weekend at some point. Customized. Thursday, I can't because we'll be doing the show. Yeah. Oh, well, customized it's, about it. The twins, actually, the twins were selling us to Target Field a couple of years ago down at the time it was where Barrio is now. They, they used to sell scorebooks down there. I don't know if customized is the right word, but it's a very nice scorebook with a okay. ton of score sheets. 30 bucks. It's gorgeous. Yeah. 
I love keeping score baseball so, games. So, some people are chiming in here with their own. I, I threw the question out on Twitter. Okay. At Phil Mackey, at Jay Zolgad. What's yours now? At John Harrison. At, at John Harrison 90. Okay. And then at Score North. Yep. So these are just people chiming in, self-reporting the strange and maybe mildly embarrassing things they still do as sports fans, as adults. A ginger beard man says attending off-season meetings and draft and free agency for a dynasty baseball league. So there's off-season meetings for his. That's dynasty taking baseball you league. a step further. Wow. That's, That's like amazing. if you guys were to have a winter uh, get together. Uh, our guy Eric Eager, who joined us on Purple Daily today from Pro Football yep. Focus, he said, "Watching is this watching old?" He said, "Watching NFL primetime on YouTube." Well, that's like, that's old what Collar does. Oh yeah, Collar will like watch games from the '90s on YouTube. He takes a break for, from his writing about football to watch old football games. Yeah, uh, let's see here. There's a, lot- a ton of like full games on YouTube. It's incredible the history that's on that platform. Yeah. Natron says he plays competitive wiffle ball. He's a grown ass man who plays competitive wiffle ball. We're still waiting for you to come out to Hopkins and play so we can put those. Uh, high school athletic skills to the test. <laughs> Bring Rami with you. I sort of admire that. We actually should. That should be okay. Natron, I want to try this. Um, send me an email, Natron. We'll make this happen for an athlete challenge. Oh, it's just yes, that'd be P, awesome. P Mackey at scorenorth.com. P M A C K U I at scorenorth.com is ruthless. Oh my god! Did you ever play on the big whiff? The charity no. ball thing that we used to have at 1500 ESPN. My former co-host did, but I didn't get the chance. Yeah, I played with him one time. Yeah, I, I heard. He was like, he was like MFing kids. I heard he was. <laughs> I heard he was trash talking young children. It was amazing. Um, but like these kids, and so I went, I spent some time on YouTube just looking up how to throw nasty pitches with wiffle balls. And so I thought I had, and these kids are all 14. And I thought I went in with some nasty, I could throw like a slider. And these kids are throwing pitches that started off at your shoelaces and rose up with break to the top of your head. And Really? Like That's even I'm okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Other people are saying, uh, my family and I, uh, Steve says his family and I uh watches entire NFL draft pick for pick. Yes, this probably means I have no life. Wow. That okay, that's a level of patience I don't understand. Pick for pick is aggressive. Entire draft? Three days? Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, bringing super fan MN says bring multiple jerseys to the bar in case I need to switch up the lock. <laughs> oh God! You know what? As a fan, <laughs> I totally get that. I would never do it, but but uh, but as a fan, I completely get that. That's amazing, man. Six five one six four six eight two five five. If you have your own example, how do you leave? The, the house and explain that one to like let's say the wife or girlfriend. <laughs> you don't. So you're walking out. You're walking out with the three um, Vikings jerseys. Yeah, I yeah. In case I have to switch up the lock. That's why. Wow. Like I I remember just saying on Saturday morning. I said, Yeah, this is like we both know what day this is. We've both come to terms with what <laughs> no, day this doesn't is. Doesn't sound like she has. I said, You're welcome to. First of all, I'm all yours after six o'clock. Literally whatever you want to do. From six o'clock until next year, I'm yours. Whatever you want to do, but you're at the golfer please game. Please don't ask me questions. But you're at the golfer game that night. That wasn't even true. <laughs> well, no, she wanted. I mean, she's a huge golfer fan. No, too. right, right. But I was going to say you were going to. So it, it's not like you were going to have to do something that you didn't sure. want to do at six o'clock. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to, if you want to self-report the nerdiest things that you do, six five one six four six eight two five five. We also have to get an update on the most annoying Twin Cities sports media members bracket when we come back. All right, thank you, Jonathan. Man, we had. We had a really, really tough, tough one for Judd over the weekend here. I oh. just thought it was it was just 
It was a bad draw for Judd, and uh, I got well, embarrassed, routed. Let's just dive into it. Mackie and Judd with Rami. Rami is back tomorrow. And uh, the, the the most annoying Twin Cities media members bracket is now into the Elite Eight. Went down from the Sweet 16 to the Elite Eight. Started with a 64-person bracket here. And uh, the, the genius cannot be overstated here. Uh, is it Underhill Mayor, I believe, is May- the Twitter account? Un- Underhill, yes. Underhill Mayor. Mayor, yes. Put this thing together. It's just fantastic. And uh, you got smoked by your former colleague at the start to be in Jim Suhan, 75% to 25% Ooh, in the Twitter vote nice. over the weekend. I got I got yeah. absolutely destroyed. I got on Twitter Saturday night and begged for votes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, I can't lose this bad. You oh, should have did, released a, like a two-minute video of you just ripping the wild again, and that would have gotten it. No, I don't think that. No, you know no, what? That wouldn't have. Here's I why, don't he, think he, I could have been saved. No. And here's why it wouldn't have mattered, Jonathan, because the most annoying sports media members bracket is about matchups more than almost yeah, any other bracket. True. It really is. So what happened here was right. Judd's style is a negative style. You know, Judd mm-hmm. thrives off negativity. The reason why people would think Judd's annoying is because he's too negative. Mm-hmm. The guy can never just tell you that it's 70 degrees and sunny. He's got to tell you, right, but it might rain tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Judd, unfortunately, is the Houston Rockets of negativity in this town, and Jim Suhan might be the Golden State Warriors of negativity. <laughs> like, you came in and said, all right, I'm going to be negative. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chuck up some negative shots. And yep. The Warriors have Steph Curry and, and, I miss, and Kevin Durant. And I missed 27 consecutive Thompson, yeah. threes. Again, <laughs> as if it wasn't bad enough that I really did it, I figuratively missed them. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it, if you would have been matched up, the, no, the, right. the Elite Eight, if you would have been matched up maybe against a Mike Max, who's a little bit more sunshiny, you might have had a better chance. Eric Perkins, a little more quirky sunshiny, you might have had a better chance. But it was negative versus negative. It was too early. It was the mega powers. Like it came to, if, if it had come, if it, it had been a, a Final Four matchup, I get destroyed. But then I would have made it that far. Yeah. But it came so, because I, I believe I had won my first two rounds, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I beat um, John Bonus, and then I beat I think Paul Charchian. Yeah. So I was through there. Couple positive guys, right? Right. But I needed, a, but I needed somebody that was, they might be known, but I, that I could match up against. You're right. It was strength against strength, and that strength was my weakness. Man, it's too bad. So anyway, but next but, year maybe but we owe you congratulations. That's right. Uh, I am moving on to the Elite Eight. Triumphant over Aaron Gleeman. And uh, Aaron Aaron Gleeman and I are both similar styles, too, in that uh, in that we... And I'm a little surprised because Aaron goes hardcore against Jim Polad in payroll. And I am I feel like I'm annoying because I'm a Polad uh, defender in that regard, that no, I think it's unreal. That's unre- probably why you won. But I would... And so I, I guess I would think that, you know, maybe there was some... Uh, maybe there was... I don't know. Maybe... I, I, feel, I feel like you are are more despised for your variety of takes. <laughs> okay. Like Aaron's just a twins guy. So if you were just a twins guy, that's strength against strength. Yeah. And he might beat you. But then we know that, you know, that you've got gopher takes as well. I've got takes And you've for got days. takes for... Yeah. Vi- right, right, right. So because we, we know the plethora of takes that Mackie brings... I think that helped you a lot. Okay, so I, like I'll I can annoy you with the Timberwolves, and I can annoy right. you with chick flicks, and I can and annoy Wiggins, you with like football. Wiggins, like you won't give up on that. And so, so if this had just been twins on twins, I think Gleeman's got a shot. Yeah, but you know, 
you've got a platform that allows you to to tell us to back off of uh, Patino, for instance, or PJ, or then you bash Wiggy all the time. And so I think that really helped you. Is it annoying that I bash Wiggy? I feel like no. I'm doing the work of the local basketball gods here. Like I'm, try, I, I'm not going to stop until we attach seven first round to picks to get rid of him. I feel like the public perception was was at first, why is he saying this? Yeah. Then it was he's right, and yeah. now it's just like okay, stop it. Funny how that happens. By the way, <laughs> I was on that Wiggins take four years ago. Right. But at the time, oh, he's people just, were, he's just a he's just trying to get attention. He's just Patrick Ricey Jr. He was just right. How's Collar doing? That's right. How's Collar doing? Collar got beat in the second round. By whom? Uh, I've, I've got the list of Elite Eight okay. here. You want you want to read yeah. it? Absolutely. Because it was, it was in your... I, I don't have the full bracket in front, but I do have the Elite Eight in the matchups. So it's going to be uh, Dan Cole against Sid Hartman in the Elite Eight. And Sid beat whom? He beat Sludge. Corey Cove. That tells you the power of Sid still. Absolutely. But Sid's not even... Is he annoying? Do people think Sid's annoying, or is yeah. it just he's just well-known, and that's why he's advancing? Uh, probably a little bit of both. Okay. Uh, well-known for sure, though. Then we have that's an Eric Perkins-Paul Allen matchup in the Elite Eight. Perk is sneaky here. couple different styles there's there. A lot Two positive of, guys. Yeah, but there's a lot of people that, that when, when this started, took take exception to Perk's style. Yeah. I don't, but some people do. So that's going to be that might be much sneakier than you think because it's not likable. It's annoying. Annoying. You can right. be annoying and still sort of likable. Perk could win that. A lot of you know a lot Perk's of different, got a shot and big audiences. What about uh, this other elite eight matchup between Mike Max and Paul Lambert, who beat Patrick Roycey? Mike think, Max and Paul I Lambert. Think, I think Meat Sauce could sneak through the, this entire thing. Okay. I think he's got. I mean, he's got some power behind him there with uh, the show he's on. Absolutely, but Mike Max has thirty years of longevity. Goes back to MSC. I think depends. Are they, is the older crowd on Twitter voting for this? I, I think Paulie takes this one. And then uh, the final Elite Eight matchup is myself against Jim Suhan. So Suhan, I'm going to oh, try to get avenge the, your you loss the, to Suhan. You get the wrath that I, <laughs> you. I'm going to tell you right now, you got no shot. <laughs> if I'm the Rockets. You pick the next good team, right? But I'm—he's the Warriors. But I'm annoying in a different way. Like you're stylistically, you would be annoying in the same way that he is, and that you guys are just too negative. I might be like, there's know, different I ways that I can be annoying. I don't know how to tell you this. I don't think you I can have be a... haughty. I can. Oh, be... you can be definitely. I don't think you have a shot. <laughs> yeah, I'm come on, people. On you don't have a shot. There right. is a. Lo- I think Jim. I. Th- I. I came away from my game on Saturday after <laughs> I was <game>. trounced. <laughs> Pretty I'll much convinced I was playing the world champion. I'll give you the vote because I want the hometown team to win. But uh, So it was so bad on Saturday. I'm in a bar in with, with the wife watching the golfer game in Iowa, right? Mm-hmm. And I pull up the ongoing poll and I'm, you know, I vote for myself. Of course. Against Suhan and I'm getting trounced. And I say to Dawn, all right, get out your phone. <laughs> go to underscore mayor. Vote for me. She's like, I'm not going to vote for you. I said, no, I need you to vote for me. Very she gets important. it. She gets out the phone, and before I can do a thing, she hits Jim's name. Yeah. <laughs> I got my own what wife. If that, what, if, what if it would have been a, hanging, a hanging Chad situation like we had in 2000, and that vote was the swaying vote? No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I told her, I said, please, I, I, made the, I made the score very clear. I said, I need your vote. Yeah. And she's like, I'm voting for Jim. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually really surprised by how many people in this bracket are either offended by it, are ignoring it, 
put off so by a lot it. Of people I mean, it. like, think about how it. how insecure and self important you'd have to be to not have fun with it. Come on, this is one of the most fun things that has happened in 2019. As you said, it's in a, Minnesota sports, it's a there's ge- not a whole heck of a lot else happening. It's a genius idea. <laughs> what do we have to hang our hat on? Annoying media members might be right up there. It's it's top absolutely five for sure. All right, so out of the out of the elite eight, I'll go through them again here. And if you want to vote, it's uh, I want to get the Twitter account right because I want to give him proper credit, even though he hates me. I feel like I've seen Does some he? of his tweets. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe you. maybe just a bit. Uh, it's Underhill underscore Mayor. Under, okay, if you want Underhill. to vote on Twitter, yeah. And the elite eight will come out at some point. All right. So who would you pick out of this? Paul Lambert, Mike Max. Mackie Suhan, Paul Allen, Eric Perkins, oh, I write these Common Man Sid. All right. I'm going um, Paul Lambert. Okay. So Max is out. Is this who you think is going to win or who you think is more annoying? I'm or go- both? I'm going with both. Okay. Uh, but but if you think about it, Meat Sauce has more going for, for him than Mike, Mike Max does. Mike's on, on the same... Side of the dial as us. Sure. Which makes it a little more difficult. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so that's that one. I'm sorry. The second one? Uh, me versus Suhan, you already said. Suhan. Suhan. Yeah, sorry, dude. You got no shot. And then uh, we've got a PA versus Perkins. That's a heavyweight title fight. I think. 20-year members in this I month. think Perk takes it. But this yeah. is based. This is not based on annoying me. This is based on the fact that I think that Perk's going. I think Perk's style rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Because he doesn't, because he doesn't take sports seriously enough. Okay, well, yeah, I could see that. Because he has fun with sports, and 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 keep in mind too, the the PA factor is he has a lot of people that love him based on the Vikings play by play. Yeah. So I think Perk wins because yeah, but he's made it this far. No, I know, but I but to Phil's point, this is a knockdown drag out. Heavyweight matchup. Okay. This is a great matchup. This it, it is, is a it's this is a Titan, final Titans and uh, yes. Common Man against Sid Hartman. Oh, this one's Ooh. difficult. I don't, I don't. This one's sneaky difficult. I don't personally see like Sid is sort of straight laced in the sense that he's been he reports and of, he's positive. But a lot of people don't like him based on the fact he's yeah. just Sid. And if you don't understand what Dan is trying to do, you would think he's annoying. I think I think Sid wins on name power alone. Okay. He's, it's such a big name. So there, there's your picks. We're going to hold you to those. So Sydney. So, yeah, I got Eric Perkins, Sid Hartman, Jim Suhan, Paul and, uh, There it is. Yes. All right. Well, uh, I, I think the road probably ends here. I think it's going to be too tough of a matchup, but really, really hoping for the best. I'm and so, so you beat who? Training. So you beat who? Who have I beat? Yeah, your path went gleaming last, but who else? <clears throat> Um, Who'd you open against? I don't even remember, Judd. I just focus on the next game ahead. <laughs> Arif Hassan. Oh, okay. Yeah, from the you, Athletic. Yeah. Good matchup for you right there. And then uh, Seth Kaplan from Fox 9, producer Seth, of Fox 9. Seth was sneaky, but he didn't have a shot against you. No, if somebody would have seen the video of him jumping into a pool after Wisconsin went to the championship game in the NCAA tournament a couple years ago, if somebody if that video would have been attached, I think there might have been some more gopher fans that voted for Seth. If this was Twitter alone, Seth beat you. (laughs) If it was just just Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, but it's not. I'm not annoying enough on Twitter? I don't think you're that bad on Twitter. Are you? Jonathan, do do you think, Phil? No, I don't think you're. I think I'm hilarious Like, if you put the totality of Mackie. you're not annoying on Twitter. Yeah. I I think if you put the totality of Mackie together, it's annoying. You don't do the Twitter arguments. Yeah, you really don't. 
You're hotties for I, I used to. Uh, when, like the first three or four years of Twitter. Yeah. And by the way, uh, Judd, you're going to tell us about your favorite painting company. Oh, good. On air production meeting. Glad but, to hear it. But um, I you. used to I used to fight to the death on Twitter. Like every night, I, I would it's be covering my the Twins. Sporting event is watching Collar fight with people on Twitter, <laughs> and he did it this weekend on Kyle Slaughter, and it was amazing. <laughs> it was such a oh, it's such a waste of his time. And I but told I him that it. years ago, but it's hilarious because he can't. I love it. And he he remembers everything. Yeah. yeah. Like every grudge he carries, he ho- yeah. he's not healthy. Really, he's probably the best in this state at holding a grudge. My favorite Phil tweets were were the the ones before he got the job here that you told me about, where you ripped Roycey. Oh yeah, and like went back. I think you said you went back and deleted them when you got the job <laughs> with Roycey. I tweeted. What, the, what did I tweet? I, spe- I oh yeah, it's true. I specifically went back and deleted a couple tweets, but I remember one of them. I called Pat some combination of like a bloviating clown. On Twitter, I'm so some, disappointed. Some article I'm so disappointed that does not exist to this day. I'd like to find it. And he wasn't following me, and so I was in the mix to be his new co-host. <laughs> Gotta get we, rid of this. We, we agreed this. to the to the deal, and I thought, you know what? I better go back and delete a couple of those tweets. <laughs> Did you use still the term blo- bloviating? I still think he's a bloviating clown. By the way, we'll get him in here. Bloviating, next. by the way, is a great word. <laughs> an underrated word. So there it is. There is your update on the most annoying Twin City sports media members bracket, Judd. All right, but now I want to talk to you about something that's not annoying. I want to talk to you about a company that I absolutely believe in, and those are the folks at Serta Pro Painters. Of course, I often talk about my frustration with the sports teams here, right? And I tell you about a team that doesn't do this or doesn't do that. But when I talk to you about the folks at Serta Pro Painters, I want to tell you about something that I'm thrilled by, and, and that's the job that they recently did at my house painting my guest room and my bath. They made it look like new, and two words come to mind when it comes to the folks at Serta Pro Painters, professional and thorough. And now it's your turn to contact those same folks at Serta Pro Painters and feel the same satisfaction that I did. Maybe you, you need a room or two painted or the exterior of your house work done there this spring or summer. It helps that each Serta Pro Painters business independently owned and operated so it's right here in your community. I urge you to schedule your free estimate online at CertaPro.com or by calling 800-GO-CERTA. Secure your spot now on Serta Pro Painters spring painting schedule. Slots are going to fill up fast and find out for yourself the type of quality work that they do at Serta Pro Painters. Again, get your free estimate online at CertaPro.com or by calling 800-GO-CERTA. That is Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters, we do painting and you do life i think our log just got deleted which means third time today which means we're going to hang out here for i'll continue to talk about the folks at certa pro painters no the job that they did absolutely fantastic i'm talking to you as a guy that can't paint a thing like a wall i'm not well (laughs) full disclosure not well they did a fantastic job it's always fun when it took uh, two days, but yeah. it was it was as thorough as it gets. That's awesome, um, and it's Very cool happy. that you had an, an actual uh, great experience too with with a client. Uh, and by the way, like legitimately, our our entire log just went. Should I try hitting play, see what happens. Yeah, and if nothing happens, then we'll we'll, oh, just, hang, right we'll just hang here. That's no, cool. Nothing happened. Why don't you uh, call Roycey? Why don't you get Roycey on, and then we'll <laughs> fix this during the Roycey thing. <clears throat> it's not. I don't think this has happened ever in the history you of the Mackey what? and Judge show. Where you know what this is. Annoying, which meant you all should have voted for me over Suhan because <laughs> this is an annoying problem. Um, we did have on the uh, the schedule for you to rant about the bottom end of the Western Conference oh, in the NHL. So God. why don't you take why don't you take the floor here for 
a moment. All right, so I'm going to the game t- tonight. It's the Predators who are atop the Western Conference or near the top. They're in second place uh, in the Central Division against our Wild. <sighs> All right, how can I describe this? Have you ever seen a playoff race where you become convinced that the bottom end just should all get out? Like they should all just be, the league should come and say, you're all done. This bottom of this Western Conference race, you got Dallas in the seventh spot, so that they're in right now. Colorado, um, they, t- or they tied and then lost in OT to Chicago last night, so they've got a point lead. Then the Wild, and then the Coyotes. The Coyotes, right? The Coyotes were making a big run, and they were gonna, and they passed the Wild for a while. They have now lost five consecutive games. This is the bottom of this playoff race. Is as despicable a playoff. It's nobody wants it. And by the way, the Wild. Okay, you got two players. They're six games under five hundred. Yes, and and also look at beginning with the Wild in the Western Conference. Look at the um, goals for differential. And I believe they're like a negative 15 right now. They're, the Wild are minus 20. Yeah, okay. And if Pontus Aberg and Anthony Boteto, two guys that Fenton got with Nashville ties, never play again for this team, it's going to be too soon. So if the playoffs started right but now, look at they, that. Would, they would be out, right? Cause, they cause, would be out. Colorado, Colorado would in. be in as the eighth. But look, yeah. look at that. It's, it's a cluster bleep. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Pat, do you have any advice? We, we wrap with Roycey every day. Would you have any <laughs> advice for Judd? Uh, well, you know, what difference does it make <laughs> if they make the playoffs or not? It doesn't. Like it doesn't. It's just a it, race you know, of bad what? teams. Yeah, it is. It's uh, that that uh, you know that happens. We 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 have another division. We have something called the AL Central, which uh, yeah, this might, is... uh, might remind you of that this year. As a matter of fact, you're right. Do you realize? Do you realize that the Twins had the Fifth worst record in base, uh, but no wait the uh, the five worst records in baseball last year. Three of them were in the American League Central. Yeah, the Twins. Wow. The Twins were like you know one of the like sixth from the bottom, but they were only fourth from the bottom in the AL Central. And by the way, did you see what happened to Cleveland yesterday? Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez uh, fouled the ball off his foot. He's doubtful. If Lindor's not going to play, and Kipnis, who's a dead body by now anyway, he's not going to play. The, they might have some uh, infielders here on Thursday that we've never heard of. Yeah, and it's amazing. Like all of those things sound great for the Twins, and then and then wow, they've lost uh, Edwin Encarnacion. But then but then you look at Kluber, Carrasco, and Bauer in their starting rotation. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And Bauer's upset that he's not starting opening day. I get the impression that he's trying to agitate them to get out of there, don't you? Yes, I think you're exactly right. Yeah, it could be. There's something, but I'd take him in a heartbeat, I'll tell you that. So the Twins made their final uh, pitching decision today. A nice little story. Ryan Harper, who's 30 years old, been at it 10 years, and what, he was up to the big leagues for three days but never pitched. So he was, uh, he'll get the pitch this year, but... uh, Hmm. You, you know that that kind of that survivor of uh, of camp when uh, Reed Reed got a left arm injury and he throws right handed and what's uh, wrong with him Pat? McGill, yeah, we're not really sure. And then the McGill he's got a very vague injury, and then uh, I think Gabriel Maya has an actual injury. So I, I think we're inventing some stuff here for guys who really had bad springs, McGill and uh, and uh, Addison Reed. 
Uh, so is is Ryan Harper just like, is he going to be up here for two weeks? And, or do they view him as a guy who's going to be part of their pen for the long haul? Well, he's a, he's the he's an analytical product. He's uh, the analytics guy. Like guys like his curveball. He's not a hard thrower, but they like his curveball, and uh, that's why he got in here. And then he, I think he's got uh, he hasn't might have been scored on a run or two, but he's got thirteen strikeouts in ten innings or something like that, and only one walk or no walks or something. Oh, somebody's ringing a bell here. I'm at a uh, you're at church? Uh, quarter. No, I'm at a uh, place called Shell Point, which is in a retirement place where a uh, um, my sister-in-law's father lives, and we're out here. And uh, but it's uh, it's a rather sprawling complex here, and I don't know why we rolled the day at a quarter to seven. I don't. Oh, you know what that is? Dinner. I think the dining room closes at seven. Uh-huh. I'm telling them to hurry, hurry up. You better, you better get eaten. We're not, we're not going to be waiting for you here all night. So. It's late in Florida, Pat. Yeah, the it's old, getting late. The older the community, the uh, earlier the dinner. It right? is. It is. Uh, it's. Uh, I, I still haven't gotten. I, I think. I think I'm not officially an old, broken down senior citizen because I still like to eat dinner like nine. <laughs> Keeps you young. I think when I start doing, I think when I start saying I got to get to Denny's at four thirty so I get the good prices, then I'm, uh, then I'm probably. Then <laughs> you know the trouble with eating dinner like at four thirty or five. What are you going to do before you go to bed? You're hungry, right? If you wait till nine, then you're not hungry. Then you're good, right? Ice cream, ice cream, Pat, a little snack. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. It's good to keep, keep my schoolgirl figure. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so Pat- anyway, the uh, the uh, twins had some fun today. Uh, the, the Rochester Twins game actually turned into being an inter squad game, and one team was uh, managed by Eddie Rosario, and the other team Nelson Cruz. And the way things were going, I got a hunch some money exchanged hands. I'm not sure about Uh-oh. it, but it seemed as if you know Eddie. Uh, let off with a bunt single against a shift, and then he stole second, and uh, he was uh, definitely trying to score runs. He, this was the most excitement uh, they've played with the entire spring. There were some wagers to, that took place today, I think. Yeah. What's your read on, on – uh, we were asking Wetmore about this, but Nelson Cruz, is he – do you expect him to hit the, the, the uh, 35 or 40 homers? Uh, I, yeah, I mean, he's uh, – He's 38, but there's no, I mean, he wasn't quite as good last year as he was the year before, but he's hit more home runs the last five years than anybody in baseball. And, uh, you know, he still looks like a big, strong dude. And uh, I saw some Verducci, I think I told you guys this, Verducci last year uh, during the free agent period when Cruz was out there floating around was doing this thing on MLB and showing how tremendously fundamental his swing is that allows him to continue to generate bat speed and able to get to the high pitch. And, uh, you know, he's not just a guy who has to hit the low ball. He can, uh, and it, so the, watching that, uh, I don't know. It's, 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 I, I, you, you certainly can't guarantee it, but he's not going to be Logan Morse. Uh, you know, he's going to, I think, uh, I think they're fairly confident that uh, he could still hit. Astadio made it, Pat. You got your wish. Oh, yeah. You don't have to. You oh, don't yeah. have to protest. He's made the no, opening day roster. Well, you know what he did today. He uh, he uh, let off with a hit, and then he stole second when the pitcher wound up. 
the pitcher uh, really lost his mind and wound up and like a flash, Williams is on second baseman. <laughs> Ricky Henderson. He, he, was, he was a bullet, and you know, yesterday he scored, did the old scoring from first on a double deal to left. So he's, uh, you know, he's he's the only thing that disturbs me is that he's in a little better shape than he was last year. Well, we can I fix think he that. Lost we I can fix that. Major, Major League that. catering. Yeah, the uh, season will, will take care of that. that. Oh, yeah. By May, he'll he'll yeah, be back up got, to the you know, playing weight. Room service. You got to, you know, I don't know if he drinks or not. You got to get the, if you want to put her on, you got to get those six, seven drinks in and then call room service. <laughs> I'm going to guess he'll tip back a cerveza once in a while. I have no mm-hmm. idea what you're talking about. Uh, Pat, Mike, Michael Pineda is, he, he's still only 30 years old. He's, uh, he's going to be, I believe, the, well, the number three starter technically for the Twins. Yeah. And uh, prior to surgeries, he was one of the best pitchers in baseball. So what, what are you, have you been able to glean anything from Michael Pineda's spring so far? Hey, you know, he he is, throws that hefty ball, man, that uh, kind of comes up there with a thump. The only thing that would worry me about him is that I wonder if he's going to make it from start to finish. Uh, I, I can see a pulled muscle running over to cover first or something. He, he's got to weigh 300 pounds. I mean, he's enormous. He is a He's six foot. He's the biggest. He makes Snow look like a little kid. And I, I just wonder if, uh, if at thirty his body can take that. You know, you know the, the, the. Uh, but but he, I'm not, I'm not. Uh, Odorizzi concern would concern me much more than any of the other starters. Uh, I, I I have better higher hopes for Pineda and Martin Perez or Martin Perez than I do uh, than I do Odorizzi. So, but yeah, I I don't know. They they seem pretty confident. You can't now. When I say they, I don't mean Rocco because that don't count. Rocco never says anything that you know that's not just sweetness and light and wonderful. Uh, he's not going to say anything. I have discovered rapidly that you don't. You know, he's a nice enough fellow, but what he says means nothing. So, uh, but but what 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 you hear from other people is that they're pretty optimistic about Pineda. Yes. So Braille starts on Thursday. Odorizzi starts on Saturday. Then Pineda, and then then Gibby. Uh, is that right? Is that how they're going for the first that, four games? Is that what? They, oh, I didn't know that. I thought Gibby was going second. I hadn't seen lately, but uh, I, I don't know why that would. Uh, why would they want? Why would they would want to go that way? Uh, I would. Uh, I would hide Odorizzi as long as I possibly could. I think they like him more than you do, but you might be right. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, yeah, I mean it's just it's it's very ordinary stuff. That's what you have about three good games last year, and the rest of the time it was four and two thirds. So uh, I'm I, I am more concerned. About, I would be more concerned about the bullpen than the uh, starting rotation. Though I mean the rotation is going to be, you know, maybe high average, but the uh, but the bullpen I I don't see I don't see that coming. I don't I don't see him getting away with that bullpen. Yeah, uh, Pat, what is your level of expectation or your your bar for gophers basketball the next let's say 10 years like what what standard oh, should we hold goodness. what standard should we hold them to uh i i don't even think that i i'd have to think about that for a while. i mean it's you know they're not going to be a powerhouse and we can't hold them to that standard but uh uh you know it's got to be better than 40 and 70 you know so it's uh i don't know you know middle of the pack and then every once in a while you pop up there and uh finish fourth you know 
finish fourth or fifth. Because I don't see this as, uh, you know, as, if, as long as Indiana is suppressed like they are right now, and, you know, the Michigan, the two Michigans are good. But really, this is not a powerhouse conference, despite what people, uh, you know, whatever, what the computer might tell them. I, I just, it, with Indiana being down and Illinois being down, those used to be two of the programs that were really generally consistently good. And right now, that's not the case. And, uh, you know, you got the two Michigans and really, you know, you can, there's nothing wrong with finishing fourth or fifth every three years and, you know, getting a tournament 60% of the time, I would say it would be a standard to hold them to. We're not, you know, you're not going to go to the final four, although I would like uh, the coach not to say that this was the second uh, play uh, NCAA victory in 29 years. I, I, uh, I have a hard time accepting that one since uh, they did win four that one year. That uh, if you want to, if you want to, uh, if you want to suggest that the Gophers didn't go to the Final Four in '97, don't then never mention your father's last national championship. Okay, that's been vacated too. So <laughs> let's uh, the- let's let's keep that. Let's not say my dad won three national championships. Uh, if you're going to throw out that, if you're going to throw out Clem's Final Four, you got to throw out the old man's last non-national championship, right? Opening night. Next year, Pat, let's put the banners from 97 back up. Yeah, what happens? Like, let's if, just if let's they, put them back up. If they were to do that, what would even happen? Let's just put them Nothing. back, put them back well, up. Who could, do any, who could do anything about it? That's exactly right. It's the NCAA. Yeah. Just tell yeah. the NCAA that you found students from the same class, the yeah. Gengelhoff, and they were, they were non-basketball players. Everybody cheated, yeah. including the general population. Yeah. So we're putting the banners back up. We Don't went to the Final they, Four. Yes. Don't you think there's a couple of other students over there who got the uh, menstrual cycle uh, term paper? And they aced that, it. Uh, all, all the basketball players uh, submitted from Jan? Absolutely. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Let's, Let's celebrate go. it. Let's bring Clem back Let's out, get him to center court, and, and honor this team like I'm they should a, be. How about a bust of Clem in the lobby? How about that? Let's have a... I wouldn't say a statue, just a bust of Clem in the lottery. I love that. Lobby, what do you say? Absolutely. Pat, if I, uh, if I could be honest, I did troll the caller who brought up the Elite Eight and Sweet 16 from 1989 to 1990 and said, yep, the Gophers, a bunch of real powerhouse victories against Siena and Northern Illinois uh, during that era. But uh, Northern Iowa, I believe. Northern yeah. Iowa? Yeah, yeah. some directional well, they, got, they got lucky, but they did make it to the Elite Eight. Uh, they did beat, they beat a, Syracuse. Yeah. They beat Syracuse. They, they did beat a pretty good Syracuse team. Yeah. Yeah. And, I got, and I suffered for that, that victory, too. I got kicked in the head. By the way, I, I tweeted this out. I hope Richard Coffey saw the kid from uh, Oklahoma jump over the press row last night. Did you see that? Um, I did not. I, I was driving. I saw that. Yeah, chasing a loose ball. Yeah. You don't have to kick some poor fat sports writer in the head. You can't <laughs> jump over the thing like uh, Coffey did uh, to me. So. You've been hitting the head by basketballs at Wolves games. You've been kicked by Richard <laughs> Coffey. I You've given suffered. everything for this job, damn it. I've suffered for my craft. You but, have. Uh, You've given. <laughs> All you do is give. That's why you've lived in Florida for the last two months while the rest of us froze our arses off. Pat, we'll uh, we'll catch I'm, up. I, I'm on this I'm on the early flight tomorrow, boys. I'll be uh, I'll be in the Twin Cities before noon tomorrow. Look right. forward to it. Sounds great. See ya. See ya, Pat. All right, Mackie and Jeb with Rami. We gotta run. Do we we'll have to catch go? you guys tomorrow. Okay, we gotta go. bye. Yeah, see ya.